Hello, welcome to Kiara Gets Drunk and Talks About Music. Today we are talking about Future Sex Love Sounds by Justin Timberlake, released in 2006 under Jive Records. And my guest is Farah. Hello. Farah, welcome back. Thank you. Farah, I think you are our fastest returning podcast. It Am only took I? you four episodes to come back. Four episodes. It's a record. That's Can a someone record. beat me? I don't think so, man. I think you're the front runner. And here you are, episode 11. Bringing sexy back. Bringing sexy back. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. I'm so happy to have you back. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. And for anyone who might not have listened to episode seven on confessions, um, just a little backstory on how Farrah and I met. You and I are friends from school. We've mm-hmm. been friends for, I think we narrowed it down to about like five or six years now. Yeah. That's kind of like the timeline that Has we settled on. Has it been on. that long? Dude, we've been out of school for like almost four years. That's a, uh, don't remind me. <laughs> We're coming so like, to the end of a decade as well. So, you know, I don't need them. 2020, 2020 or, experience, Justin Timberlake reference. Oh my God. Yes. Puns. <laughs> puns. Well, we love a good pun. <laughs> um, no, but Farrah, seriously, I'm so happy to have you back here. And you know what I was thinking today? I was like, you always get the sexy albums to talk about. I think it comes with my music taste though. With it's R&B. Just an R&B it's just an R&B thing. I mean, the Black Parade was also a sexy album, but maybe not as obviously sexy. <laughs> but I mean, like with a title like Future Sex, Lo- Future Sex Love Sounds, yeah. like we're obviously going to be talking about a sexy record. And Confessions, we know also, if you go back and listen, it was also a sexy record. Very sexy record. But to your point, R&B is your jam. It is my jam. I love hearing you talk about R&B. You're obviously very passionate about it. Um, yeah. Have there been any recent advancements in your music taste? Recent advancements. So I like a lot of different types of music. I talk mostly about R&B because I guess it just speaks most to me, Um, you know, and living in Toronto is great because there is a big R&B scene for sure. But this album specifically, um, I really love because I love Justin Timberlake and I love this era of R&B. It's definitely very different from what we're hearing now where it's a little bit more upbeat, more danceable. It's not as dark, whereas, you know, nowadays you get things like The Weeknd or Drake that can be very moody. But this one's about having a good time in the club and, you know, also being sexy and fun but it's just about having a good time mm-hmm. and that's what you and I are doing yeah and it was a simpler time I like it to think it was a simpler, simpler time. time we'll get more into you know the music videos and stuff like that but I feel like it's a lot simpler I'm with you girl yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get into the album I'm so excited to talk to you about this so Justin Timberlake he's obviously a world-renowned performer he's an actor he's a singer he's a dancer if in the off chance some of our listeners maybe don't know who he is why don't we go in let's explore (laughs) let's explore the backstory behind justin timberlake a little bit i'm gonna give you a little history lesson on who he is and then we can go into this future sex love sounds era of jt bring it way back before he brought sexy back exactly (laughs) we're gonna go pre-sexy 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 Okay, so Justin Timberlake, he is a, as I mentioned, singer, actor, dancer. He's from Memphis, Tennessee, which he always reminds us of. Yes. Constantly. He was only 12 years old when he started on the Mickey Mouse Club show mm-hmm. alongside people like Britney Spears, Christina, Christina Aguilera, Aguilera, Ryan Gosling, yeah. <laughs> JC Chazé, who ended up being in NSYNC with him later on. Mm-hmm. And that's when his career really started to take off. They NSYNC was a highly successful boy band. They had three studio albums and sold over 70 million copies of their records worldwide during their time together that's really big that's before itunes girl that was physical cds physical and cds <laughs> vinyl i don't know if you had vinyls i maybe in sync vinyls if you can find an nsync vinyl power to you that's retro some of nsync's biggest hits you might remember tearing on my heart mm-hmm. i want you back bye 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 gone and pop <sighs> don't even get me started so good yeah 2002 
fast forward a little bit. This is when we saw the rise of solo Justin Timberlake. He was like one of the first few that, you he know, broke solo. boy band broke into the solo scene. He's kind of like the... He's like the Harry Styles. The Harry OG Harry Styles or Zayn Malik, you know? He's yeah. just like, I'm gonna do my thing. And or the OG just, Camilla Cabello being like, goodbye. Goodbye. Like, goodbye, I'm doing band. my own thing. Yeah. Goodbye, band. <laughs> I bye, 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 bye. <laughs> Clearly, he carried the band the entire time anyways, so I think he was allowed to uh, split off. And it was it was 2002 when he released Justified. Justified. And that, girl, that went triple platinum, that album. And the singles here were Like I Love You, Cry Me a River, Rock Your Body, and Senorita. Mm, also mm-hmm. kind of relating back to Camila Cabello. Yeah. Because of the, the song she does now with Shawn Mendes. That's interesting. It I like this true. parallel, Farrah. A lot of parallels here. See, we're bringing it back. Pop music then, pop music now. Pre-sexy to future sexy. <laughs> it's cyclical. All of it. It's cyclical. <laughs> but his career did hit a bit of a halt in 2004. This was the year of the Janet Jackson Super Bowl boob yeah. incident. <laughs> the incident. <laughs> so for anyone who maybe wasn't watching in 2004, Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake were performing at the Super Bowl and he went to go rip her costume and her boob was exposed and it was this whole thing. And I think he was kind of blacklisted from performing for a little while yeah. because it was so inappropriate and all of this. Anyways, that happened. He took a breather to focus on some indie movies and then he also underwent surgery to remove um, vocal nodules from his vocal cords, oh. which I actually did not know. That seems like a common thing. Didn't Adele have something like that too? Same thing. And I think Julie Andrews as well. Yeah, I think they all went through the same thing. So it's a it's a common thing, I think, when you're an entertainer. Mm-hmm. But he obviously needed time to heal as well. Mm-hmm. And in the two years that he took off, this is when he created the record we're talking about today, Future oh Sex Love Sounds. Oh my God! It was released in September 2006, debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 chart, and it went four times platinum. It had heavy influence from the producer Timbaland, one of my faves. And it was a totally different style for JT. Like if you look at Justified and you look at Future Sex love sounds complete 180 100% complete 180 and I think that had a lot to do with the Timbaland era and like keep in mind at this time like the the future sex love sounds era was also mirroring the Nelly Furtado loose era so Timbaland was king here he was he released his own album too he had a second album as well he's had a lot of influence in the early 2000s for sure and I think that this album for sure was one of his big masterpieces this was like a crowning jewel of timbaland's career absolutely the album itself was also nominated for seven grammys and it won four of those and justin timberlake's tour for this album was called the future sex love show and it was the highest grossing tour of 2007 what (laughs) i would have killed to have seen that tour i saw jt on the man of the woods tour a couple years back i guess when he released he released it yeah two years ago ish okay it was about two years ago ish and it was amazing but i could have I would have paid some serious dough. Paid some serious I would have cash paid some money. Serious cash money to see JT like in his prime 2006. I wish I had seen that um, in 2006 or 2007 because I actually did go and see his concert with Jay Z. <gasps> I somehow scored floor seats. This How? was when I still lived at home. At and the had Rogers a lot of Center? No, this was back when I lived in Vancouver. Oh. Um, at BC Place. And it was a really good concert. Yeah, very moving. He's a great entertainer. And I mean, I'm also a Jay-Z fan, so it was like everything that best I wanted. Best of both worlds. The best of both worlds, for sure. But oh, my God. Yeah, I would have really loved to see it when he was doing this album. He did perform some of these songs, and of course, I knew all the words. But, you know, it was just... Um, 
It was a different time back then. Highest grossing tour of 2007 for a reason, my friend. So since then, JT has released three more studio albums. In total, his complete discography has sold 50 million copies worldwide. And he's acted in a lot of high-profile films like comedy, Friends with Benefits, Mm -hmm. Drama, The Social Network, and Inside Lewin Davis. I never saw that one. I never saw it. It's a Coen Brothers film. It's like a big deal, apparently. Is it? Oh, no. People on the podcast are going to be like, this girl knows (laughs) nothing. I will tell you this, my friends. I know about music. (laughs) But I don't know the Coen Brothers. It's an indie film. Okay, I don't do film. (laughs) I have seen two out of those three movies. I consider that a win. 67% is a pass. I'm going to stay in my lane. Stay in your lane, to the music. (laughs) Stay in your lane, girl. But that's him. That's JT. That's That's the guy that we're talking about today. The man behind Future Sex Love Sounds in addition to Timberland. That's... I don't know where to go from here. I need to transition. All right. So as I mentioned, this is a very sexy album. Very so there is sexy. No drink more fitting for us to be drinking today, Farah, mm-hmm. than the classic Sex, Sex on, on the Beach. beach. Woo! I'm like, so this drink is good. It tastes like a fuzzy peach. It's it great. It tastes like fuzzy peaches. Farah and I have not even had one and we're already like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling good. <laughs> Um, so if you want to get in the mood with us and have a sex on the beach, all you need is an ounce of vodka, an ounce of peach schnapps, two ounces of grapefruit or orange juice. Mm-hmm. We used both two ounces of cranberry juice. And if you do desire a teaspoon of lemon juice, combine all that in a shaker with some ice, pour it out and you're ready to go. You're ready to listen to future sex love sounds. I like the orange. The touch of orange was good. It's that citrus. The citrus does a lot like, for me. Like who gave us permission to be this delicious? <laughs> <laughs> Farrah, what do you say we get into talking about some of our first impressions on the album? Yeah, let's dive in. <laughs> okay, so Farrah, take me back. It's 2006. Last time we mm. talked, we talked about you as a you know fourth, fifth grader in 2004. Oh so you're gosh. a couple years older now. Yeah. What's like your opinion of Justin Timberlake? Are you a fan of Justin Timberlake? You're into R&B at the time. Kind of walk me through how you started listening to this album. People are going to hate me for this. I was never really an NSYNC fan. I'd always just heard their songs on the radio. I was more of a Backstreet Boys fan. Me too. Okay. Okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one. But I always knew NSYNC. I knew who Justin Timberlake was. And then, you know, they made the announcement that he was going um, solo. So my parents bought me Justified for Christmas and I was on a road trip to Seattle with them and um, back in the day I had my portable Walkman and I was listening to Justified. So that album really grew on me. Obviously like you said it sounds very different from Future Sex Love Sounds but I was hooked on Justin Timberlake. My mom actually heard Sexy Back on the radio and she was like what is this? (laughs) This is terrible. I mean, it, it to her, it sounded like cheap sex trying to sell something on the radio. But, you know, that beat when it comes on, you just you know it. And it's so infamous. And you're like, I'm bringing sexy back. And, yeah. you know, it even coined the, the terminology. I'm bringing sexy back. Yeah. So, you know, it's iconic. And the other thing, too, is when I finally bought that album, if you realize and you listen to a lot of Timbaland albums, they have a certain flow to them. Mm-hmm. And he has this really great way of using interludes. So he'll have the prelude that leads into the song and you'll see elements of the actual main song in the prelude and you'll be like oh that's so smart how did he do that I think this one definitely alludes to his style you definitely hear it a little bit more in the 2020 experience as well because he uses a lot of orchestral 
instruments. You hear the violins in the back and stuff like that. So I think that um, this album is a lot more him, whereas Justified was a little bit more manufactured. Yeah, and not to say that that album wasn't a hit because yeah. like, like we heard, it went three times platinum. Like it was good. But I would agree with you that this was the real like awakening like this was the renaissance the of renaissance. justin timberlake <laughs> yeah like, if you think justin timberlake you go to sexy back you don't go to crimey river necessarily as good as that song is like, yeah. don't get me wrong i fucking love crimey river but i think this was a true representation of to your point what his musical ability was and what his yeah. style was for sure so just like you i was not an in-sync person i was into backstreet boys and also the well-known canadian trio before four. Oh my god <laughs> like remember before four if, I get, if you get down on me i'll get down on you oh, oh yeah Lord. yeah <laughs> um so i was into them not really in sync i literally like i only knew justin and my thing was i was a huge jimmy fallon fan okay huge. and i still am i have a very soft spot in my heart for jimmy fallon um i grew up watching saturday night live with my parents yeah and seeing him on weekend update with tina fey and that whole era of the cast with like will forte and maya rudolph and amy poehler and and oh the og the well OGs. not the ogs but, but like, like our ogs our yeah era ogs right and so i think i really started to like justin timberlake when he appeared on snl the first time oh and he, like i think he was uh maybe he was just the musical guest but that's when he did barry gibb talk show with oh, jimmy, so jimmy fallon and i felt fell in love with him then and then since then because jimmy fallon's gone on to host late night and then the tonight yeah. show justin timberlake's been a staple on both of those shows because mm -hmm. they're such good pals um so that's when i got on the jt train well they're best real. friends they are best friends and they I have love pictures so of each much. other on mugs yes they do they're <laughs> so cute and i love them so much so back in this when i was just starting to figure out who justin timberlake was and again we kind of talked about in uh, episode four when we were talking about r&b i wasn't really an r&b person i was more into the hits and in this era like the hit was like you know cry me a river rock your body so i like them i like listening to them when sexy back came out it was also a gift i own this record as well i mm. got it from my neighbor georgia across the street she got me this record Aww. um and i remember what i remember was watching interviews with justin timberlake when he kind of had to defend Mm -hmm. sexy back like he was like people were oh. saying this wasn't my song people were saying like this song is bad like it's stupid and i had to tell mm -hmm. them like no this is this is it like this is my big song and the first time people played it like your mom didn't like it like nobody yeah. really liked it when they first heard it it was different it was so different because it was like this era of like trance r&b that yeah. JT kind of went into it was more grimy it was more like sultry it was like mm -hmm. no trace of NSYNC left like he was not even singing he was essentially like rapping I'm yeah. bringing sexy back very like monotone he didn't do any vocal things or whatever yeah yeah it was like more electronic and it was just a completely different man mm, and he mm -hmm. was no longer a boy justin timberlake is now a man in this era absolutely one of those disney stars that broke their disney image that was what broke his disney image and um this is like also like one million percent a record for the ladies and it listening is. to this again i was like jt is just talking about like he's talking about how much he loves like a mm -hmm. woman like a single woman like he's respectful to women in general. I mean, like maybe there's some terms in there that I don't appreciate, <laughs> but for the most part, he's like talking about how like enamored he is mm -hmm. with women and all the like sexy things that he wants to do. Like it's a very yeah. sensual record. Mm -hmm. And you couple that with the Timbaland beats. This is ridiculous how good this album is. And then you couple that with his dancing and the music videos. Oh my God. Because the music there's videos. so many little things that Timbaland does with the beat and the beatboxing and all of that. And when you put that together with his dancing and how intricate it is, 
it was just amazing to watch for me. And what I like too about somebody like Justin Timberlake is that I think he's very versatile in the sense that he can be very sultry. So yeah. if you're talking like, um, you know, Sexy Back or Crimea River or yeah. even the newer one, Filthy. Like mm. he can be that kind of grimy side of R&B, but also, he can also be very sweet. And you see both those parts in this record with songs like Until the End of Time. Yeah. And then off 2020 Experience, you've got like Mirrors and mm-hmm. Pair of Wings and Not a Bad Thing. Like he can he can play both sides very well and it's believable. Like. Yeah, I feel like somebody like, you know, we mentioned uh, The weekend or whatever, like yeah. he can only be sultry to me. But I feel like with Justin, no matter what, I'm buying into it. Yeah, it's true. He can play both sides. I, I think you said sides. that very well. He has a yeah. song on the Troll soundtrack. He does. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, wow. He also did Dick in a Box. He also did Dick in a Box. <laughs> That's, oh my God, such a good thing for you to bring up. Oh my God, I completely forgot about Dick in a Box, Mother Lover. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> major. I love him so much. And I think my last point that I want to drive home about this record was that he also knows how to hold people's attention in really long songs. Because yeah. like 80% of this record, the songs are over five minutes. Some of them yeah. are seven and a half minutes long and i still listen to the whole thing i do also credit timbaland for Fair, making valid. a beat that it's really funny i used to actually really like studying to these albums because the interlude kind of leads off into something else but it's very repetitive i, I don't personally like trance music other people might but it, it kind of put me in a trance in a really good way and i was yeah. like yeah i can focus i can think about things but like i love this beat absolutely yeah I I'm really excited to talk about some of the songs that you really love Farah. Um, do you have anything else to add on this record before we get into some of the details? I don't think so. Shall we start talking let's, about the songs we love? Let's jump on in. Okay. Farah, future sex, love sounds. What is the first song you want to talk about? What is a song that you love? This is one of these albums that I actually like the majority of the songs because I love the flow. But if I had to pick my first to talk about, it would be love stone. All right. All right. I almost forgot to talk to my mic, but we're here. Let's talk about Love Stone. What is it that you like about Love Stone? Okay, so first of all, there's got the beatboxing in the beginning. Yeah. And, you know. Is that Timbaland? I think that's Timbaland. It's got to be, right? It goes throughout the entire song and it's fast. Like, I don't think I, well, I can't beatbox, but he does such a good job of integrating that into the song and then got the dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Yeah. And it repeats over and over again. It's so catchy. And, you know, it has the smoothest transition to the interlude, which is something that is a really big part of this album, the preludes and the interludes and how Timbaland plays around with that. And I mean, it's a very danceable song. It's so (laughs) danceable. Oh my God. Music video wasn't my favorite because it was, I think the, the lines from, um, the sound waves and then it turns into Justin Timberlake yeah. and then it turns into Timbaland and then it turns into a woman but you know I think that the song itself is great the song itself holds up on its own like mm. just even without the because I love the music video as well because it's yeah. so simple like it's not a lot of mm-hmm. you know like we'll talk about my love later on in the episode but something like that was like obviously a higher budget music video because there's a lot of dancers and yeah. like TI probably cost a fortune, you know, stuff like that with this one, it's just JT and mm-hmm. the graphics and you have this crazy beat, catchy beat in the song that does all the work for you. You just need JT mm-hmm. and a dance floor. Yeah. And you're good. Oh yes. Yeah. I think it's an interesting term that he says love stone. Um, I don't know who wrote the song, but it's a great way of describing how you feel about someone. And, you know, you kind of talked about it earlier, too, where, you know, he says a lot of things where he's obsessed about women or a woman. And, you know, in the song, he goes, she's freaky and she knows it. She's freaky, but But I I like like it. it. And it's like, (laughs) that's like a good way of making someone feel sexy and good about themselves, even though they're kind of, you know, out there and weird. Totally. Yeah. But he's got total respect for a woman 
who's not afraid to put it out there. I'm totally with you. What I also like is it was kind of a precursor for me to um, the song Pusher Love Girl off of his 2020 yeah. Experience album because that song is all about like again kind of um, relating a woman back to a drug and saying mm-hmm. like just like roll me up and like or roll you up and let you run through my veins. Yeah. Like Love Stone is kind of the more PG version of that. Like mm-hmm. he's less explicit, but it's the same idea. Like he's so into this woman that he's hooked on her like a drug mm-hmm. you know it's like kesha your love is my drug yeah your love is my drug even push a um push a love girl is that the name of the song yeah um it's got the beatboxing in there too does if it th- if you think about it i just know he's got a good falsetto in that song that's my favorite yeah, part of that when, song. and that's the part where it's like the yeah and it goes um something like jockey for your love there's the beatboxing jockey for your love yeah there's the beatboxing there too so yeah. it's got that like urban style to it but also it's kind of high class because it's got the violence done Dun, 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 dun. So, she's freaky yeah. and she knows it it's a yeah. good marriage of different sounds oh absolutely and i can't think of any other producer maybe besides pharrell that does it that way but he does it in a very different style like timbaland does that in such a great and unique style you know it's his style so recognizable yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. so recognizable i really love this song too it is definitely on my love list my favorite part to sing is when he goes um that's uh, why she loves to dance you won't find her on the floor but you don't have a chance unless you move the way that she, she likes <laughs> his falsetto yeah. is amazing so hearing that is always fun to sing like me in the car i'm like yes yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i also really like how he makes makes a point in his songs to carve out time for dance breaks so mm-hmm. the parts where the, the beatboxing is really prevalent when jt's not singing like that's like meant for you to just like groove like take a breath like take in everything that you just heard and just like dance it out like i love that he intentionally does that and it builds up the anticipation for the final chorus for the final bridge mm-hmm. for whatever it is that he's he wants you to wait for like he like gets you to dance it out first and then he comes back and it's like those flashing lights come from everywhere yep. yeah you know what i mean like <laughs> something that i thought was kind of funny and i probably wouldn't have noticed it had i not died um an episode on graduation by kanye yeah but there's a line in love stone where he says she looks like a model except she got a little more ass yeah and kanye in the song good life goes we like the girls who ain't on tv because they got more ass than the models and i'm like models are beautiful why are you harping on models like hold on like let's just like take a breather like everybody <laughs> take a sec like yeah you're telling me like candace swanpole like I don't know. I can't name any more models. Miranda Kerr. I don't know. Heidi Klum. I'm so old school. (laughs) Or like, yeah, like Al McPherson. I'm like, you're saying because she doesn't have a butt, like that's not okay. You know, like it was a little bit like, I don't know, just an interesting thing. And because graduation was 2004, this was Mm -hmm. 2006, I kind of lumped it into the same era. And Timbaland also had a piece on um, the Kanye record, right? So I'm like, I feel like there was maybe a little bit of a relationship there. I think it's also because if you look at rap videos and you look at women in the rap videos, they tend to be a little more curvy. That's a little bit more like their style. You you definitely have a different liking of um, I don't fuller I don't women. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think curvy that, women. Maybe that's also why I really liked um, R and B music because I found that that music spoke to me as a curvier person. Um, and it made me feel really confident about my body. So, you know, it kind of worked the opposite way because I know we shouldn't be harping on people that don't have an ass. But for people <laughs> who did have an ass and felt really self-conscious like, about oh, it yeah. <laughs> compared to, you know, in the early 2000s when we were really caught up with like the Paris Hiltons and the oh, supermodels yeah. and being skinny and anorexic. Like it's a better way to look at it. I like yeah. your idea much better. Let's go with yours. But I internalized a lot of that. I was like, yeah, you're right. Justin Timberlake said my butt looks great because it's bigger than a model's and <laughs> I'm going to feel that way about myself. I'm going to feel good about myself. Yeah. 
I've got him love stoned. No, I love that. I think that's a really, really huge record. I think it's a great way to, to start things off. I am noticing that my drink is, however, a little bit on the empty side. It's very empty. And I was thinking we can maybe get a refill before we start talking about the ones that I like. Yeah, I think so. Are you good? Let's, let's make more sex it. on the beach and let's go for Woo! it. Okay, Farah and I have refilled our sex on the beach cocktails. How are you enjoying yours so far, Farrah? I love, I'm, yeah, I'm having a great time. It is delicious. Just, I've actually <laughs> never had, this is my first time having a sex on the beach cocktail. And Me too. I really enjoy it. Well, you're doing a great job with the cocktails. Thank you. Yeah. I'm trying my best. I'm trying to be adventurous. Mm. And this one just fits so perfect with the title of the album that we mm-hmm. had to do it. It was basically a gimme at this point. Speaking of a gimme, my favorite song is a pretty obvious one. I love What Goes Around Comes Around. Oh, good. Because that was like my second one on here. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. This is probably my favorite Justin Timberlake song ever. First of all, this video is a masterpiece written and directed by Nick Cassavetes. The best revenge redemption song, the best revenge redemption video, but it's also like heart-wrenching and it's also got drama and it's got sex and it's got like it's a movie. It's a mini movie. It's a mini movie. So first of all, it opens with like the to you just like sound a little bit like an indian song if you've ever heard indian music kind of like bollywoodish yeah kind of sound like that to you i kind of got that vibe a little bit um because i'm so close to it though like in my mind my mind goes to what goes around comes around it doesn't it didn't really get the bollywood vibe but i could definitely see how timbaland plays a lot with like different um cultures in his songs and you know you hear it in his his own album and i think he has a song called bombay if i can't remember anyway you could probably cut this if i'm wrong but it's fine you know what goes around comes around kind of opens out with this like bollywood-ish sort of vibe it's almost like a sitar then it goes into the string section you know like you said he's got these or this orchestral kind of vibe to it Mm -hmm. then the beat comes in and the guitar comes in he it's like he took crimea river Mm -hmm. and like amped it up by 10 that's kind of what this song is to me yeah and it's really sad because this song you know in the the sequence of the record it comes after songs like my love and love stone which Mm -hmm. is like a good place of love Mm -hmm. and this is love gone wrong obviously Mm -hmm. right like there's an issue i love the pre-chorus like the the don't want to think about it don't, don't want to talk, talk about it, it. i'm just so sick about it can't believe it's ending this way yeah like it's so catchy it's so freaking catchy and there's so many lines that i want to quote like uh, you said that you were moving on and maybe i should do the same but the funny thing about that is yeah. I, I was ready, ready to give, give you my name, name. like it's so <laughs> heartfelt because he was obviously so hurt by this person and whether you want to say that mm-hmm. was britney or cameron d whoever it was that hurt jt like he, he was giving us the story yeah he was laying it all down. He was not hiding anything. And then let me tell you, Farah, mm-hmm. I got to the bridge of this song. And when it's like the, when he, it's just, it kind of like all kind of like fades out. And it's just kind of like the beat mm-hmm. for a little bit. And then he goes, let me paint this picture for you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes into the, you spend your nights alone and, and he, he never, never comes, comes home. home. <laughs> oh, like I could sing this whole song. Like it's seven and a half minutes long and I'm mm-hmm. living. It's like the disdain and the hurt, you know, he is You're pissed. feeling it. I, I was reading an uh, article and um, apparently the song was about his best friend Trace Ayala, Ayala who was cheated on um, by an actress, Alicia Cuthbert. And, um, oh, shit. Yeah. So when he sings, 
don't want to think about it. Don't want to talk about it. That was something Justin told Trace that oh. made it into the song. Um, yeah, I was doing a little bit of research because I thought that this song was I a continuation. Was like or I thought somebody. it was a continuation of Britney and, yeah. and, you know, her The Saga Continues or whatever. The Crimea River Part 2. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it honestly wasn't. But, I mean, maybe maybe it kind of was. But he was playing it off as, no, this is about my friend. It's like, the, it's Jermaine Dupree. Yeah, it's like, no, Jermaine. It was Jermaine's story. <laughs> Jermaine Dupree. It Usher. had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with me and Chili. Interesting. Okay, I did not know that. I totally thought it was about uh, Britney or somebody else. Can we also, so like the ingenue in this movie musical mm. that is the what goes around comes around music video scar joe scarlett johansson yeah kills it in this music video she was selected for this um video because of her acting skills and she did a really great job of being like the crazy girlfriend that's like yeah. apparently justin timberlake injured himself in that fight scene really mm-hmm. he, he injured a finger it. he did go for he it he injured a finger he injured a finger <laughs> he's like yes. i broke my nail <laughs> i broke my nail yeah i think he actually broke something or bruised something but yeah it was an intense scene damn jt was giving her but yeah gotta give a lot of credit to his acting in that in that video gotta give a lot of credit to my girl scar joe i mm-hmm. think it was a great video and i think it was a great song and like i will now forever like because because i forgot about the let me paint this picture for you baby i am gonna do that every time i have to tell somebody something let me paint this picture for, let you. Me paint this picture for you baby <laughs> so good that's my favorite song off this record hands down mm-hmm. so what's another one that you love farah Ooh, another one that I loved. Okay, let's talk about Sexy Back. We have to. Because I felt like it was like throwing a bone talking about it first. But, you know, now we've warmed ourselves up a little bit. We have to talk about it. We have to talk about it. Okay, so tell me your experience with Sexy Back and why you love it so much. Okay, so I did mention my mom said that she didn't like it. And I will kind of imitate her lovely Malay accent here. What is this? What is this? <laughs> like, it, it was just funny because I was in grade six and I'm on the way to school in the car. And, you know, you, you hear the song Sexy Back and dun, 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 and, and he starts to talk. And he, Justin Timberlake doesn't have a very deep voice. No. So at first we thought it was a woman talking. My mom was kind of confused. And then the more I listened to it, the more I was like, okay okay this is catchy it was very different from what he previously did with justified like you said it kind of broke his disney image i think that was what he was going for though and it worked 100 percent. and the, the beat here like the timbaland beat here is yeah amazing take it to the bridge <laughs> timbaland interrupts justin this entire song like, yeah take it to the bridge take it to the chorus like yeah it's, it's he's basically like the justin timberlake version of lil john but better but better Doesn't i scream. wrote i wrote here timbaland is more of a subtle hype man he's a subtle hype man i like that yeah more relaxed a little bit more, more like relaxed. justin like i got your back yeah i mean it's not like he's crying for attention he's there but he's not taking it away thomas crown Mm-hmm. Call me Thomas, last name Crown. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Promiscuous, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm curious about you. You seem so loose. Want to get, get in my world, world, get lost in it. it. I'm trying to run and let's walk for, for a minute. minute. Oh, so good. Okay. I also love this song. It is definitely on my love list. I probably didn't like it at first and then it grew on me. Mm-hmm. Same way that a song like Filthy grew on me. Like I heard it the first time when he released it. And I was yeah. like, what the <clears> fuck, <throat> Justin? And then I was like, no, yes, what the fuck, Justin? This is mm-hmm. good shit. I remember being at school dances. And this song would come on. Oh my god! And not like the must music video dance. And like yeah, but like not like in 2006. Like I would go, you know, when I was in like grade eight, let's say. Yeah, so you're we're a little bit away older. from high school, mm-hmm. and I was going to school dances at my feeder high school 
So the right. high school I was going to go to would host school dances for us. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. And the students pick the soundtrack, the high school students. Oh, so they're playing all the music they like to listen to. So oh, Sexy God. Back would be there. And I was like, inappropriate. Like, it's so, it's very sexy. It's pretty raunchy. Very suggestive. Yeah. Um, but it was a game changer for the R&B scene, I think, in mm-hmm. general. It brought out this, again, this trancey kind of R&B. More of the electronic vibes, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. And even just to have somebody like Timbaland, like, how many iconic lines, like the, let me see what you're twerking with yeah <laughs> you know what i mean i'm like and i think the the composition of the uh like the pre-chorus is mm-hmm. really smart so the part where it's like dirty babe mm-hmm. you see these shackles baby i'm your slave is that a little bit like you know little snm snm little bit but also i just thought it was smart the way that they played it where they elongated mm-hmm. kind of the like the the a sounds like yeah. the, the vowel sound i don't know i just <laughs> the, the breakdown man again he, yeah. he carved out space for it to dance and it was it all goes silent and it comes back when she's like you ready and then it goes back to the dun, yeah dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's just it's grimy justin and i love grimy it's justin grimy the next one i want to talk about i think is going to be losing my way okay so i want to slow okay. it down a little bit okay this is the best in my opinion the best deep cut off the record okay because i love a good story song do you interesting so, songs like you know Eminem's Stan mm-hmm. I love Goodbye Earl by the Dixie Chicks mm-hmm. I love Walt Grace Submarine Test 1967 by John Mayer I love Jeremy by Pearl Jam there's something about telling a story through music even if it doesn't necessarily relate to you mm-hmm. you can find elements that I feel like relate to you so in this instance Justin is talking about a man named Bob who mm-hmm. is addicted to drugs mm-hmm. and who loses you know his job he loses his family and he's trying to find solace in religion and we know that Justin Timberlake is also a religious person so again I feel like yeah. that aspect of his life was coming through here but he's saying you know like can anybody out here hear hear me because i can't seem to hear myself like gotta be a heaven somewhere can you save me from this hell he was very smart to show both sides in this record the grimy Mm. side the grimy side and now we're seeing the like the the sweet the wholesome the tennessee boy side i always saw justin timberlake no matter what he does is kind of wholesome though you know we even saw the justin timberlake recent his recent uh super bowl uh performance was very clean too clean very clean it was too clean it was very clean did he even sing filthy he did right he I don't know if he did filthy. He just sang the troll song. That's, That's all what I, remember. I mean. You're right. Maybe because he's a dad now. I don't know. Or probably also because he knew that was his chance after the whole Janet Jackson. Anyway, we're, we're losing our way and we're supposed <laughs> to be talking about the song. So Good sorry. Segue. I, Good segue. I uh, kind of <laughs> veered off in the other direction. Yeah, this is definitely very different from, you know, some of the other songs that he's talking about where he's talking about sex. I think this is a song that if you only know the Justin Timberlake hints, mm-hmm. I would want you to go back and listen to this song because I think it showcases that other side very well. Honestly, I didn't like this song. You didn't like it? No. Damn it, Farrah. No, it's I know. I I mean, you talk about songs that are stories. I think for me, maybe it's because the whole R and B and even relating to hip hop as well, it was a little bit off brand. Kind of like when we were talking about simple things about Usher, and it's like a little cheesy. I understand that this song has a little bit of a deeper message, um, but yeah, I just I wasn't digging it. Girl, to each their own yeah this is the point of the podcast we're learning we're getting to know each other this is all what it's about yeah um okay so then what is another song that you really like Ooh. okay uh let's talk about summer love summer love set the mood prelude Mm -hmm. okay so what is it you like about this one a lot i'm thinking right now (laughs) so okay take your time it essentially covers a summer love where you're quickly getting to know someone but 
you know, I think the song kind of leaves it open to thinking that a summer love may be more than just a summer love. Um, and it's, you know, regrettable because a summer love always has an expiration date and whatnot. I've had a summer love once before, but it's like out of circumstance, things just have to end and that sucks. It has a great beat. Um, Amazing beat. I think that the way that he uses the beat like when he goes tell me how they got that pretty little face on that pretty little frame i had the same lyric i love that part yeah that part was just like it was very lyrical to me and even when he goes um you know fast fast slow whichever way you want it done girl like yeah the fast fast slow part i was like yeah it is because it's fast fast and then slow slow. (laughs) (laughs) like that's so smart i really love summer love so the version of the record that i have so if you have the physical copy of the record Mm. summer love and set the mood prelude are Mm -hmm. part of one song yeah i think if you're listening on spotify or apple music or whatever they do cut it into two like they have the prelude as its own separate song and i love summer love i love the fast paced verses and how they're offset mm-hmm. with a little bit of a slower chorus and i mean to your early earlier point summer love is such like a an iconic thing to sing about think yeah. back to greece you know like you know what i mean like yeah. well 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 like tell me more tell me more like that's all about mm-hmm. summer love and like fuck no one wants to date in the winter like what are you talking about like are you kidding me? <laughs> people get into relationships in like the fall and winter cuffing season but you know because summer wait just cuffing time- season have you not heard of cuffing season? Like cuffing your pants? No. <laughs> what is cuffing season? So apparently um, cuffing season is when, you know, in the summertime and it's warm and you want to go outside, people tend to say that's like the trend of when you should be dating around and doing whatever. But then when, it, you know, summer's over and it's getting kind of cold and you kind of want to cozy up with someone for the holidays leading into the Thanksgiving and whatever, it's cuffing season. You want someone to be there by your side. Oh, like handcuffs. Like handcuffing someone. Oh, like lock them in. Like locking them <laughs> in. They're in a relationship with you now. You're bringing them home for the holidays. Maybe, maybe not. But like that is cuffing season. My mind did not go to handcuffs. But yeah. All right. Kind of the opposite of summer love, though, because in the summer love, you're seeing, well, I mean, maybe in Greece, they were seeing the one person. It was Sandy and Danny. But I mean, you could have multiple summer loves, I guess. True love, Sandy and Danny. Yeah. Um, Sandy and Danny forever. Sandy and Danny forever. Also Rizzo and Rizzo and Kanicki. Rizzo and Kanicki forever. And also Frenchie and that other guy, because I think they're so cute. Where he's like, you look like a beautiful blonde pineapple. I love that. Anyways, off topic. I also want to talk about the set the mood prelude portion. Yeah. Because like it comes in and it's like harp action and Mm -hmm. it's let me set the mood right. Mm -hmm. And I was like getting Maxwell. I was getting Maxwell. That's a great one. Yeah. Yeah, Like that was the very, this was him like super sexy. Yeah. Yeah. The falsetto. The falsetto. Like it went from again, grimy, sexy. Mm -hmm to like gentle sexy mm-hmm. and he did it very well very seamlessly really s- again credit so seamless credit to timba the credits timbaland all the way i love that i think this yeah. i think it was a big strong record i i love it nobody wants to date in the we winter we all want to date in the summer it's cuffing season everybody cuffing season people get your cuffs ready <laughs> i want to talk about can you guess the next one I want to talk about? It's a big tune. My Love. Yes. My Love. This was the one that I saw him perform on Saturday Night Live. It was the okay. Christmas episode. A Christmas episode. Christmas Speaking episode. of cuffing season. I know. <laughs> and it's December now. Christmas season. Christmas season. <laughs> Hanukkah season. <laughs> Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa season. Dick in a box. Dick in a box season. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Let's circle back. Yeah. My, my Love. love. Featuring T.I. This was like, so again, seeing Justin Timberlake perform it on Saturday Night Live, I was like, there's no way he's going to mm-hmm. sound as good live as he does on the recording and he sounds 
friggin' amazing. And it's a proposal song. Like he's literally like yeah. this ring resem- this ring here represents my heart and everything that you've been waiting for. Like say I do so good. See, that's why I said Justin Timberlake is wholesome. He writes songs like this. He sings songs like this. It's like, yeah, you can sing about the raunchy sex, but we know deep down Justin Timberlake, you're all about the my love. Yeah, it's Cameron D. And it's got a very um when you and I were talking about confessions and we talked about the flow of a song like Confessions and Confessions are part two the fact that this one's like i can see us holding hands walking Walking on the the beach our toes in the sand sand. like it's very easy to sing along to it's Mm -hmm. very it flows very well it's just so fun to dance to it's easy to groove to and the little timbaland comments like he kind of like interjects like here and there (laughs) so don't give away (laughs) and then again like ti i haven't heard shit about t in a while but he was the guy Mm -hmm. he was the guy for like a very brief period of time when he came out with like whatever you like and paper trail and whatever you like you can have whatever you like i think i love it when he's um I'm patient, but I ain't gonna try. Uh, I can't remember the lyrics. It's like, anymore. hold up, which means you, you can't, can't go. go tr- why- yeah. yeah, hold up, which means you can't go. Why? I feel like I had a moment where I was like, yeah, this guy's trying to act really cool and really fly, and then all of a sudden the girl's like, okay, then I won't, I won't go with you. Like, and goodbye. He's like, what? What <laughs> wait, do you mean? Wait, hold on, back up. What do you mean? Yeah, I really like my love. I think we were talking about music videos, and this is the one music video that was very good. It was very simple. It was a very early 2000s. Uh, music video because it's mostly the dancing it has a little bit of the special effects because he's like if i wrote you a serenade and the, symphony, and like, the violins come out yeah. and then he he talks if i wrote you a love note and the love notes start flying in and there's the dancing sequence but you can see him grooving to the song as well it really showcases his skill set in uh in dancing so good like, whoa like he he has such presence when he dances. He does. It also kind of reminded me of, do you remember uh, the song American Boy, Estelle and Kanye West? Yeah. That's kind of what I got from it. I'm I so felt glad like you brought that up. A similar style also done, mm. I think, in black and white, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, when I was watching it, and it's very similar, it's just a very simple video. It's just Kanye and Estelle. It like it's. I thought it was very yeah. um, reflective of that era of R&B and hip hop. Even Rihanna's Umbrella video, it's yeah. her dancing, right? And if you really think about it, there's not really a lot of, sex in in that music video it's not like a kanye west uh, gold digger video with all these dancing women that are like slightly dressed you actually see dancers that are dressed in a non-provocative way but they're just dancing and i think that was something that i really appreciated because i was like this is about their talent it's not necessarily about selling sex okay that was mine my love okay is there another one that you love you want to talk about damn girl damn girls on your love list did you not like this song? That's on my skip list. It was like kind of a love, but kind of a like, why are the lyrics like this? Okay. I honestly just really love Will I Am. <laughs> and if you know me, valid, you know valid. that I'm a really a big, big Black, Black Eyed Peas fan. I know this. I had a feeling. <laughs> I got a feeling. Yeah. Um, oh my God. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> anyway, an aside, Will I Am in Damn Girl. Insane Falsetto by Justin. Insane. I thought it was kind of cheap though that he said, don't need no Maybelline, cause you're a beauty queen. Don't need no L'Oreal, cause bitch you're bad as hell. Yeah. But I mean, it was like, was that just product placement? <laughs> I mean, probably, but I bought it. And I also enjoyed Will I Am's rap is very different from T.I. Because T.I. is like, he's kind of gangsta, he's trying to be cool, whatever. It kind of gives you a little bit like of the Snoop Dogg smooth kind of vibes. Whereas Will I Am's kind of a goof. Whoa, 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 baby, baby. It's just like, <laughs> I can't take that seriously. It's kind of funny, but it's like, you know, it's a good song. He's celebrating women. 
that's all I really have to say about that one. I feel like for me, like, again, the essence of the song I can get behind because, yes, it's JT telling a girl how gorgeous she is mm-hmm. and how she's, like, perfect, basically just the way that she is. Don't change a thing. The reason why I don't like it is because of the Will I Am feature. Oh, interesting. If okay. I'm perfectly honest, and here's why. I don't hate Will I Am. Yeah. And I, I'm mm-hmm. not as big of a BEP fan as you are, but... Um, I'm an anomaly, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. But it's like, for me, it didn't actually feel like Will I Am. For me, it sounded like Will I Am trying to be B.I.G. Like, it was kind of like he kind of put on this, like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Boom, okay. Like, he kind of went deep. I didn't, I, he has a, he has a pretty distinct voice and yeah and i felt like i didn't see it like if i hadn't known it was will i am i don't know if i would have guessed it was him it just wasn't it honestly just wasn't my favorite um i will skip this if it comes on mm-hmm. and it's will mm-hmm. i am's fault <laughs> don't hate on will i am i'm not hating i'm just saying it wasn't a good feature okay in okay. my opinion in my humble opinion okay <laughs> just a girl with a podcast Farah. just a drunk girl on a podcast just a drunk girl on a podcast unfortunately we do have to be objective when we're talking about the records we're talking mm-hmm. about. On Kiara Gets Drunk and Talks mm-hmm. About Music, we have to see both sides. We're here for the cold hard facts. The cold hard facts and, and the beef. And the fact is this album and the beef. We're here for the brain of beef. <laughs> what songs did you have beef with, Kiara? I'm going to have to say Chop Me Up. I did not like that song either. Thank you. Chop Me Up featuring Timbaland and 3-6 Mafia. Big number one on my don't love list. A friendly reminder for all of our listeners that 3-6 Mafia has an Academy Award for Best Original Song. It's hard out here for a pimp from the movie Hustle and Flow. They have an Academy Award. Well, so does Eminem mm-hmm. for Lose Yourself. So yeah. like, you know. That wasn't my favorite song, but I think in context with the movie that it was about. It makes sense. It makes sense. It totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, so even the fact that, you know, 3-6 Mafia has an Oscar could not save them from this song. No. Um, what I would like to analyze for a moment is the lyric, why don't you take a sip up on the champagne, relax, take your coat off and let me get your name. Let's analyze the sequence of events, shall we? Yikes. Number one, please drink this alcohol. Number two, start removing clothing. Number three, <laughs> then I'll get your name. Only then. Then and only then. Then and only then will I ask you what your name is. And JT, like, this is his song. This is him being like, girl, I don't want you to play me. Like, don't Mm. chop me up. Like, whatever. And I get that. But something about it feels off. Yeah. Like, there is something when I'm listening to this song where it's like, I don't know if it's the way that 3-6 Mafia is rapping or the way Timbaland comes in or the way that JT comes in. But I'm like, it's almost like they're a half beat behind Mm -hmm. the whole song. Like, Oh, I see what you mean. It's awkward. Like, Like, it just doesn't... Something doesn't flow. And for a record that we just talked about, the flow and the preludes and the interludes and the exit ludes, they all work so well. Mm-hmm. It was so choppy. It just seemed so out of place. And the fact that like 3-6 Mafia had a place on it was too gangster for yeah. Justin Timberlake, I think. I think it's good that you said it was too gangster because I found, I've completely thought the same thing. I would expect a gangster song with a gangster rapper, but not with Justin Timberlake. And it's funny because we've seen JT do well, do well in gangster rap songs. So like you take um AO technology with 50 cent and uh yeah. Justin Timberlake which works and even that one people were kind of like iffy about until it grew on them yeah, yeah. And it's not the best 50 song it's not the best JT song no. out there but like it worked more I feel like than this song than did. this one yeah this one was very forced and I just don't like the lyrics and like I do they yell three six mafia in the beginning yep, yep. Three six mafia and they're like Tennessee and I'm like okay why are you like why (laughs) I don't care like it just it literally I I couldn't have 
fewer nice things to say about this song. I'm sorry, I, Justin. I, if I don't you're have a lot of notes on this because I think it's a skippable song. Every time I skip it. Yeah. Okay, so that's enough about me, Farrah. What's another one that you don't like? Um, another one that I didn't really like was uh, "Sexy Ladies." All right, that was kind of on my neutral for me. But tell me why you yeah, don't like it. Yeah. So it makes me think of a gentleman's club. He's like, I got sexy ladies. Um. All, all over, over the, the floor. floor yeah and it's like okay like i think that doesn't properly translate to where we are now because agreed it's very it objectifies women a lot oh my god completely it has a great baseline but not a great message and it's not particularly catchy to me no yeah i i i agree with you i um it's not one that i love to be honest when it first kind of started i thought i was gonna get a pharrell vibe from it because mm. of the song um beautiful mm-hmm. where it's like beautiful i just, I just want, want you to know you're my favorite, favorite girl. girl like it kind of i kind of got that the beat yeah a i see bit that yeah so i was like oh it's gonna be kind of like a pharrell type deal and then it just didn't end up being pharrell it just kind of ended up being kind of gross i do like those so this again on my version of the record let me talk to you the prelude was included yeah. as part of sexy ladies okay and i actually like the prelude because it bleeds into my mm. love it's got the like it's got the same in the different key but like still exactly alluding to what's coming next yeah timbaland does that a lot it's exactly great. so i was okay with that because as soon as it switched over to that i was like "Ooh, my love is coming <laughs> like, yeah you know it's coming, <laughs> I know it's okay. coming. Okay. i'm excited like i could i could care less about sexy yeah. ladies yeah. the last one i wanted to talk about was the i think she knows interlude which is the end of i want to say summer love or love or i think it's love at the stoned. end of love stoned <gasps> really here's the reason why i didn't oh. love the interlude because it's the same lyrics basically from love stoned mm-hmm. over a slightly slower beat mm-hmm. there's lots of breathing not a lot of singing and i'm like you could have cut this track in half oh i really like the interlude you do i i just felt like it was superfluous it's one of those things where it's a smooth transition you kind of hear timbaland's ability to make something repetitive kind of interesting that was the one thing that i was thinking about i know it's all the same lyrics but it's it's chill you know what pick uh, let me paint this picture for you (laughs) let me paint this picture for you baby um think about it like you're sitting at a restaurant like a trendy restaurant like a cactus club or something and you have the song in the back okay maybe it's a little bit dark but that's a good background song i think like this song for me was like a good background song where it had a good beat it made you feel good it's kind of chic i see your point yeah but but i am not a background music person because i like every time i'm listening to music i'm like i'm it's for a reason yeah like yes i will have music on in the background in the sense where like i'm doing something else and music is on but if i don't feel a connection to it i'll skip it interesting so i can't just like have music on and not be connected to it in a way i have there's always a part of me that's going to be going back to the music before whatever else i'm doing and Mm. that usually involves me singing along to the lyrics or doing something so when when i'm when i'm listening to this and i'm singing along to it i'm just kind of like i already did this i did this in summer love or no Mm -hmm. love stone sorry i did this in love yeah um are there any other songs that you don't like okay so it was a little bit more of a neutral but i'm also kind of like a eh future sex like the first song on the album oh yeah the opener so i i love the beat i'm a sucker for songs with good beats that the the lyrics are like you know what you want and And that that makes you just like me and it's like okay it's a little creepy i don't know (laughs) everybody says you're hot baby but can you make it hot for me like i'm sure i could justin but it's just i don't know see but that's interesting (laughs) that you like she's freaky and she knows it she's freaky and i like it and you don't like tell me which way you like that yeah i think it's because it was a very empty song for me it was like the kickoff 
kind of setting the mood. It's very chic. It's very. And I think vogue. it accomplished that. I think it set mm-hmm. the mood for what this album was going to be. But it wasn't like my all time favorite song. Totally. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you with that. This was definitely just neutral for me. I, you know what? As a way to open the record, I can get on board with it, but yeah. it's not going to be one to listen to all the time. I'd have to be like in a certain mood, I think, to listen to it, to be honest. So, what is another song that you did not like, Kira? Those are all the songs that I don't like, girl. Oh, are we at the the point where we rate? I think we're at the critical point. The, the critical point. That's it. Farrah, we have to rate this album. Oh we, my God. We cannot go on and not give this album a rating mm. out of five. And that's how it works. So okay. we've been enjoying our Sex on the Beach cocktails tonight. So I would love for you to offer up your final thoughts and how many Sex on the Beach cocktails you would give this album out of five. Definitely a work of art. I think it's very different from the traditional R&B albums, especially because we spoke about Usher. It's very different from that. But I like that it's different. I like that there's all these different elements. And I I think we talked a lot about Tim Bland bringing in different cultural elements to his music, bringing in the preludes, the interludes, the medleys, whatever. Um, And also the fact that there are a lot of music videos involved that add to the artistic element and the experience. I think Justin Timberlake wants to create an experience for his listeners, the 2020 experience, whatever. Um, We've already made that joke. We've already made that joke, but (laughs) 2020 is coming. So anyways, if I were to rate this, are, are we rating it out of five cocktails? That's what I just said. I'm sorry. I'm a little <laughs> bit tipsy. Five cocktails I'm out of five. Bit so love stoned with this album. Let me paint this picture for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so half a Sex on the Beach or one Sex on the Beach is you don't like this record. Okay. Five Sex on the Beach cocktails means you could listen to this record for the rest of your life, never get tired of it. Okay. You love the whole thing. I would rate it about a four. And I know that we had some hates, but even like with the exception of the Three Six Mafia song, most of the songs that I didn't particularly liked, I actually like as a whole with the album. You know what I mean? Like it works in the context of yeah. future sex love sounds. Like when we talk about albums that we listen to over and over again, this is one of these albums that I actually listen to and I know most of the songs on the album and I know the flow. I know where it's going. I know where the preludes and the interludes and everything's coming um, because it just flowed really well for me. So four out of five. So four out of five. Amazing. Where are you at? Where are you at, girl? <laughs> Not as high. (laughs) No. She's laughing. I. (laughs) No, I'm laughing because I think I'm going to give it the same. My reasoning behind a four to five is that if I'm looking back on a career like Mm -hmm. Justin Timberlake's, as superficial as the NSYNC era was, I think he showed his potential. Yeah. In that era. Mm -hmm. But it took an album like this for everybody else to finally see a new side of him to notice him as an individual i think absolutely like he wasn't a part of a group this is him going solo and like think of the empire that he has built Mm -hmm. since this album came out and because it was such a game changer and i have so much respect for the people in music who take risks like this and to come out with a song like sexy back that was so different and so not it could have easily flopped it could have flopped so easily he took a giant risk and he was young he was only like 25 like he was our age when he released this record (laughs) I don't take risks like that. That's what I mean. Like he <laughs> he took a leap of faith because he knew that this was going to be something big. I think it's a very strong record. Overall, to your point, I, I love the flow of this album. I love the Timbaland influence. And even though I'm not an R&B person, I can appreciate this. Mm-hmm. And I will definitely look forward to, I will definitely go see Justin Timberlake again because I oh, had yeah. a fantastic time going to see him on the Man of the Woods tour. And I will look forward to him singing these songs the most. 
Yeah. Because I think this is a tr- the truest representation of who Justin Timberlake is as, as an artist. So I'm going to go. I'm going to say we're both we're both on the same page. Four out of five. Sex Four the out beach. of five. Cheers to that, Farrah. Cheers. Woo. Happy Tuesday. Happy indeed. Tuesday. Happy Timberlake Tuesday. Happy t- <laughs> Timberland Tuesday. Timberland Timberlake Tuesday. Timber squared. Timber squared. Yes. Timba squared. Finally. Well, Farrah, that brings us to the end of our episode. Sadly. Yes. Sadly brings us to the end of another yeah. amazing episode. Thank you so much for coming back and talking about JT with me today. Thank you for setting the mood right with these cocktails. They're very good. And with uh, inviting me back, this was so much fun. I'm so happy to have you on the pod. I'm so happy to have you as a repeat guest. And um, the return of Farrah is imminent. It's the return of, not the return of the Mac, the return of the Farrah. The Thank return you. of the Farrah, girl. Return yeah. Of, that doesn't work. Let me paint this picture for you. Let me paint this picture for you. Yeah. <laughs>